I was a master in Reiki, a Japanese energy healing, but today I've discovered the true source of healing through Jesus Christ. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evander Sanlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. Today, we're going to talk about how a master practitioner in Reiki, which is a Japanese energy healing methodology, actually converted to being a follower of Jesus. Now with us, we have Faith Ann, who is now a founder of a ministry called Jesus House, a ministry that helps women and children with everyday needs. Faith Ann, welcome to the show. Hi, Anne. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. It is so good to have you. And I'm really curious, okay? So you were actually once a master in Reiki, but what exactly is Reiki for some of our followers who may not know? So Reiki is a form of healing. It's a form of energy healing where the person who's performing the Reiki, they're trained to push all of their ego, their emotions, everything that would be inside of your soul, to push that out and allow yourself to become as a channel for this energy force to flow through you for the healing of another person. What do people who do that, where do they believe that energy flow comes from? Universal energy. Ah. They just believe it's a universal energy. God is everywhere and everything and we're all connected and it's the universal energy that flows through us. So how did you actually become a master of Reiki? Well, I guess, you know, you become who you hang out with. (laughs) I stumbled upon a coffee shop type of bookstore that had a lot of crystal things and Reiki, that type of new age healing. And Mm. just by knowing people and talking to them about it, I was just kind of roped in. I was fascinated with God. I was fascinated with how God works. Mm. I had been searching for God for so long. You know, when I started to hear about Reiki, someone took me on and kind of started mentoring me in different areas as far as energy healing. And she was also a master in Reiki. So that's how it started. And then I began taking the courses and being trained by her. And there are multiple courses that you have to go through. So I went through them all. (laughs) Wow. So I'm curious. So you're doing this, right? And in that past life of yours, did you actually see it work? So what we generally see is people feel and sense things. And a lot of practitioners will combine it with like massage therapy Mm. and Reiki at the same time because the energy is supposed to be flowing through your hands. Interesting. I personally have never seen an instant healing. Like right off the bat, you know, my back pain is gone. My tinnitus is gone. I've never seen anything like that. But typically they feel sensations such as heat, such as maybe vibrations, things like that in certain part of their bodies or throughout their whole bodies. Wow. Interesting. So why were you fascinated with this concept of universal energy? Well, so since I was a child, I always knew that there was something bigger than me. I was never like an atheist who didn't believe anything. I always believed that there was a higher power Mm. that created me. And that was like my father. I didn't know how to find him where he was. And I was raised in the church and Mm. I didn't see much in the church that I was at. I didn't sense it. It felt like something was missing. So you were a Christian then, or you were like someone from a Christian family. 
So, yes, I was saved when I was five. I was baptized in water when I was eight. My earliest memory is I was in the church. But on my 13th birthday, I was given a deck of tarot cards. Mm. And so that's where things started. I started, you know, playing with these tarot cards and learning the layouts. And as I would lay them out and read for, you know, my sisters, my family, I would be able to look at these cards. And I mean, there's a little booklet that comes with them that explains each card and what it means. And Mm. there's a certain layout that you use for specific situations for people's lives. But I would just be able to look at the cards and not even look at the book. And literally, I've been able to say to people, are are you pregnant? Are you? And they're like, uh, um, yeah, no, nah, I'm trying, but I'm like, you should take a pregnancy test and they would go take it and it would be positive. Wow. So, <laughs> so you're like experiencing some power here. Yeah. So it's like, it was another tool. A lot of these things are tools to encounter what people would think is God. Wow. So you're like pursuing God actively now, instead of through Christianity, you were pursuing God through Reiki. So I was pursuing God through every means possible. Mm. I was desperate to know God, truly know God. Like I knew in my heart and my soul that I had a creator. I knew someone created this world. Things are too miraculous. This world is too miraculous for it to just have happened Mm. by chance. I knew I had a creator and I knew he spoke to me Mm. and I knew that I knew things and that wasn't coincidence or by accident. So I wanted to know him deeply and personally so with all of my time in my early years in the church, I found more that I was seeking a lot deeper, even at a much younger age than a lot of other people. Mm. I was always very sensitive and perceptive to things, to people. And I thought everyone was like me. I'm going to find mm-hmm. out that they're not. They didn't understand me. So I kind of felt like a little bit of the outcast. Mm. And so it felt very dry to me. Like there was no life in the church. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I had heard the stories of Jesus, but I didn't see any type of evidence, you could mm, say. Right. You know, you'd use the word power or evidence. I never saw any type of evidence, you know, sitting in church on a Sunday for an mm. hour and not feeling anything, not seeing anything. It just, I felt like something was missing. Mm. And so what I had found in this, you know, group of people that I stumbled across, I found acceptance. People were very accepting. And Mm. the fact that I had a type of gift, people used to call me like a medium, psychic medium. I would just be able to tell them things. And so that I think is what triggered a lot of people finding an interest in wanting to train me up for the dark side, for their side. (laughs) So basically, yeah, I mean, that's fascinating. So when you were being introduced, you were kind of attracted to it and kind of pulled into it because you were told that you had something special. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people want to hear that. Yeah, people recognized that there was something different about me, something special, and that there was some type of gift. So I was searching for that, for acceptance, and I was searching for God. And Mm -hmm. so since... I didn't know exactly what he looked like. You know, when I started hearing stories about, you know, we can heal people through God. You know, some people would call him God. Some people would refer to universal energy, Mm. you know, different descriptions of what you would call a higher power or your higher self, some people would say. And so when I started hearing this, it made me feel like, okay, I'm on the right track to finding Mm. God. So I went on a search. It was like a 10-year journey. To find more about that. That's very interesting because... You know, I think a lot of people are seeking and especially for the acceptance, it's totally understandable how you suddenly were in a group and environment that you felt accepted. You felt like you were special, that there was something more 
And I think all of us are yearning for that. But I wanted to stop there because I want to talk more about this, how you actually left this system of beliefs, which is Reiki, and then you actually found Christ in your life, which is, you know, you don't hear that all the time. Uh So I want to talk more about that for sure. But thanks so much, Faith. We definitely want to see you on our next show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for the next show. Let's talk more about this right after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back, where we are going to go deeper into what you just heard. I mean, what are your initial thoughts? My thoughts, I mean, I I found it interesting that the reasoning that she was getting into the tarot cards and the energy healing is because she found a community that believed that she had gifts and that she was special. I don't know if you heard that. I'm even further floored with how many Christians today get involved with tarot card readings, new age healing, and other practices that in the Bible, we are clearly warned not to be a part of. But I mean, it's understanding though, the lure of doing the Reiki and the energy healing, the witchcraft, the tarot cards. I mean, how many of us long for that type of belonging where we're going about in a life where it seems so normal and maybe sometimes boring. And so when you have this lure where, you know, we hope for something more, to be something more, to do something more. And this thought of, you know, energy healing and special gifts. And when a community views us as if we have certain special powers, that can be alluring to a lot of people. But what is the biblical perspective of this? It's simple, to not involve ourselves with things like this. Now, why would God be against such things? I mean, it sounds so good. Is He holding something back from us? Is there something that you know, God doesn't want us to get involved with because it would make our lives that much cooler? No, it's actually not. You know, in Genesis chapter three, verses four through five, it talks about this thought of having more or wanting more and it being a trap. And I'm sure maybe you know this story, the story of Adam and Eve. And it's the story where in the Bible, it says, I'm going to read it to you. It says, the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, and that's the fruit, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And this is the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, which God had told them not to eat. But here's Satan telling them, no, God's hiding something from you. If you eat it, you won't die. But what happened? Death is here because of that decision. Death is here because God was right that that was not good for them. And we have to realize that when it comes to witchcraft, when it comes to these things, and the Bible talks about it, 
It tells us many times in the Old Testament to stay away from soothsayers, sorcery, witchcraft, and that it's unclean. In 1 Corinthians 10, 21, it says, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. Witchcraft is from demons. We can't be Christians and be doing and dabbling into witchcraft at the same time. It's not healthy. There's something unhealthy about it. And in our next show, faith is going to really show us how unhealthy it really became. Father God, I just want to lift up the person who's listening and saying, you know what, it's really not that bad, or could it really be that bad? And, you know, it's something that I like. I'm having a hard time letting go. Father, I pray right now that you would give us a revelation of why Scripture says to stay away from it. Why, Lord God? Why do we not get into that stuff? Why do we not get into something that can be so luring and enticing for something that would give us a sense of meaning? And Father, I pray for that person right now that if they don't have that sense of meaning in their life, Lord God, begin to reveal to them that you have the meaning, not just a sense of meaning, but the meaning of their life. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.